just so that we're on the right page, let me define exactly what endurance and perseverance is. So I'll start with endurance. Endurance is the ability to endure an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving way or without giving up. Another word for endurance is tolerance. And according to uh, Olu, tola is short for tolerance. So apparently tola is known for her tolerance level. So amen to that one. Oh, she's, saying, she's saying no. Okay, well, receive it in Jesus' name. Then you have perseverance, which you define perseverance is persever persistence in doing something despite difficult difficulty or delay in achieving success. I'll say it again. Perseverance. Persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. In other words, endurance or sorry, perseverance is stay in power. You stay the course. When things are rocky, things are rough, you don't run away and give up. You stay on course. And see, the cross, the very thing that Jesus was nailed to, is a symbol of endurance and perseverance. If Jesus had decided for one moment to not go ahead and die on the cross, none of us would be here right now. But he endured and he persevered. And that is the example that we have to follow as children of God. Matthew 16, verse 24. I'll read from the NIV version. It says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Take up their cross and follow me. See, taking up your cross centers around dying to yourself. That is central. Dying to yourself. When you take up your cross, you die to yourself so that Christ is the one that lives in you. That's why the Apostle Paul says that it's not me that lives, but Christ lives in me. In other words, the children of God, people shouldn't necessarily see you as an individual. If you're talking to somebody, yes, they'll see your character, but as a child of God, they should see Christ. That's what they should be seeing. And that is part of taking up your cross. So let me ask you, what are the things that you have been believing God for personally that have not happened yet? Just think. Because I know every one of us have different things that we've been sort of believing God for and it hasn't happened yet. And then collectively as a church, what are the things as a church that we've, we've been believing God for that have yet to happen? Now see, whatever things that you're thinking about personally or whatever things that come to mind as a church, let me remind you that the two are interlinked. They're not separated, but they're linked in Scripture. Scripture that we know very well. Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall be added. The issue is the, is the order that we're doing it in. Which one are we putting first? Our own things? Or the things of God. But the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God. Now, in order for us to achieve the thing that God wants us, and again, it goes back to the title of perseverance and endurance, we need to have an attitude that is uncompromising. 
when it comes to staying on course in terms of the kingdom of God and not giving up. Because the temptation to give up is so strong when it comes to anything. I'm not even just talking about the things of God, but the things in your own life. The temptation to think, forget this, I'm just going to do something else, or I'm not going to do anything at all, is so strong. Because when you look in the world, that's how they behave. Generally speaking, people do not want to stay on course with things. They will find another way, a quicker way, a way that is more convenient, and they will do that. But what is God saying to you about how you should be? You know, the Apostle Paul said this in Galatians 6. If I didn't, before I read the scripture, there's a film actually on the Apostle Paul. I don't know if anybody's seen or heard of the film. The, the, the film is called the, it's called the Apostle, is it called again? Paul the Apostle. That's what the film is called. If you get a chance, uh, watch it. It's quite, it's quite an interesting film. But he wrote this in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. It says this. Let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. In due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. And there were two things in the scripture I want, I want to just uh, point out that every one of us here are vulnerable to when it comes to uh, persevering and enduring. One of them is growing weary. Growing weary. In other words, when you are tired, and it's not just physically tired, when you're emotionally and mentally drained and tired, when you are fed up, you want to progress with something, you want something to, to develop, you want to just go from one stage to the next, but you see that you, you, feel, you sense that you're always staying on the same stage, and you say to yourself, I've had enough. This is growing weary, that the scripture mentions. Now, has anyone been thought that recently? Hmm? Can anyone be honest? They're saying they thought that recently. Yeah, we're human beings. It happens. Then there's scripture mentioned this about losing heart. Losing heart means being discouraged, having no motivation or desire to go on. Now, again, has anyone thought like that before? We all have. At different stages. But see, be encouraged because the Lord sees our situation. And as we call out to him and ask him, Lord, give me endurance. Allow me to persevere what I'm going through. He will pour a grace of endurance and perseverance upon us to get us through whatever situation that we are going through. So whatever you're going through right now, I encourage you. Call out to him and ask to say, Lord, increase me in endurance. Increase me in perseverance to keep on, to not give up, to look to you and not to my situation so that I can continue and achieve the things that you want me to achieve. Amen? Now, it, it can be very discouraging when you take the time and effort to start something only for that thing to not work or to fizzle out. It happens. And at times, naturally, it's discouraging. I'll give you a very basic example. About a year or two years ago, I had to, um, we ordered a new, a new bed. And I set the bed up, tried to put the bed together. I remember I started making this bed from nine in the morning. It came, it came, the bed came in the, during the week. So I made up my mind, I'm going to do it on Friday evening. 
I made, I got everything ready. So I woke up on, on, on Saturday, set everything up. 10 o'clock I started. Fast forward to 2 a.m. in the morning. I hadn't finished making his bed because there were parts missing. And I didn't realize there were parts missing until I got to that stage. So when I realized the parts were missing, if I tell you how discouraged I was, even now when I think about it, it's like I have to, I have to, I have to calm myself down. I'm, I'm, I'm not even joking. Ask my wife when, when, you, when you see her. 2 a.m. And to make matters worse, that day was my birthday. So not that I'm really bothered about my birthday anyway. I don't really mind. But it just adds to the, to the thing that it was my birthday. And during the time I was making a, in, making a bed, my wife, some of my wife's family, they came around. I could hear them all celebrating, jo- jo- all having fun downstairs. Meanwhile, I'm in the room trying to make this nonsense bed. And then two in the morning, we didn't, the bed wasn't even finished. We had to sleep on a mattress in the end. Anyway. But it can be discouraging. You start something with all the enthusiasm, all the enjoyment, all the, you're looking forward to entering that thing, and then it doesn't work. See, the one that created you can also relate to that very thing. Because when God created us, you can imagine, the Bible says that when God made man, he made many things and it was good. You know, in Genesis, God did this, it was good, it was good. But when he made us, the Bible says it was very good. The Lord was overwhelmed with happiness and joy when he made us, when he made you. But then in the Garden of Eden, things changed, unfortunately, because God gave rules and regulations, and Adam and Eve decided to do their own thing. To such a point that, fast forward to, uh, I've forgotten what book it was in, but God said, I've had enough. This world, I'm now ending it. And it goes back to when I said about, mentioned about Noah. Because God told him to build the ark. Because he was going to destroy the whole world. Now, you can, can you imagine that you created something with all the joy and passion and love and emotion? And then you decide because what you have made now is not how you wanted it to be, you're now going to destroy it. That's what God himself did. How discouraging must that have been to God himself to have made us and then to have decided that, you know what, I've had enough. I'm going to destroy and, and, and get rid of what I created. So God can, can relate to when you have an, a, a passion to start something, but unfortunately, you're not able to finish it. But let's bring it back to the human level. And one of the things that is very common for us as human beings is that, again, we're good at starting things, but we're very bad at seeing them through to the end. Now, you only have to look at the divorce rate, not even in, in the world, but even in, in the church circles. The divorce rate is very high, unfortunately, because when you're standing next to your spouse and you say, I do, so nice and sweet, and then on the first week, and then the second week, everything, honeymoon season, then the first year, and then you look at your spouse and you're not looking at them in the same way that you looked at them before. And then before you know it, your mind is drifting somewhere else because you're thinking this isn't what I planned for. And then you decide to do your own thing and then the marriage is finished. It happens. This is what I call, what I call chewing gum mentality. Anyone that's had chewing gum before, I've said it before, you know how chewing gum is. 
when you start chewing the chewing gum, it's sweet. It's nice. You just want your mouth, your mouth is going up and down because you're enjoying the taste. But then eventually what happens? The taste goes. And not only does the taste go, your mouth starts to hurt. And then eventually what do you do with the chewing gum? You spit the thing out and then you don't see the chewing gum again. Nobody spits out the chewing gum and then they, they put it in a room somewhere so they can look back at the chewing gum. When you spit the chewing gum out, can anyone remember where they left the chewing gum before? No one, because you spat it out, you forget it, it's gone. And unfortunately, that's the mentality that we have when it comes to things. Marriage is one of them, when it, and, and the world has adopted that, and even the church have adopted it. So the Lord needs to help us. But when was the last time, let me ask you, when you saw th- something out to completion, when you started something, and you finished it. When was the last time? There's many books I've read that I've got to certain pages and I haven't moved on to the next page. And it's a trait that I need to stop. But how many of us, we started, but for whatever reason, we don't complete. Let me read this. I got this from something I was reading. It says this. It says, when the enthusiasm for a new idea fades, when the odds against you increase, when the results diminish, when it looks as if when it looks as if success is impossible, that is not the time to give up. Instead, you must keep going. Keep going. Tell the person next to you, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. It's so easy to say, you know what, forget this. Let me just do what I want to do. But the Lord is saying to us, in whatever situation I, the Lord is speaking to you as I'm speaking, to keep going. Just observe a child when a child is trying to walk. And you see how they are so determined to walk. When their legs are strong enough and they can start standing up and then start making those steps. Just observe their attitude. When they fall down, do they just stay down? No. Because they know their legs are working, they get back up and they continue. And they may continue falling down, but eventually, when they get the rhythm to walk, they continue. Have you ever seen a child that has attempted to walk, fell down, and then looked at you and said, forget this, I'm not doing it again? (laughs) Can you imagine if any child did that? You don't have to speak to that child to say, go on, try, try. You don't even have to say anything because the child, within them, there's this instinct. There's this spirit that says, I am going to walk. No one has to teach them. Nobody. You just leave them to it. Once their legs are strong enough, they will do it themselves because that is how God has made us. He has made us with enough strength for us to continue so that when things happen that may knock us down, what do we do? We get back up and we continue. So this thing about quitting and giving up, let me just address this. This is more about who you are than where you are or what you're up against. It's about you as an individual. Because all of us have excuses, but the truth is that external things don't really stop us. It's not because of the weather or because maybe someone said, they may influence you to an extent, but it's internally. These are the things Something or things internally are the things that at times stop us from doing the things that God wants us to do or from continuing and pursuing the things 
that God wants us to do without giving up. It's things internally that we need to look at. And one of the most common issues internally that stop us from pressing on and at times encourage us to give up is fear. And I'm saying this is one of the things, because there are many other things, but fear is one of the things that stops many of us, many of us from continuing and from doing. And the thing about fear is this, is that when we think about fear, we think at times of the emotion of being scared, as though that is the only way that fear has, a, has an influence on us. It, it isn't. Fear has many faces, many ways of revealing itself. And at times we need to recognize where fear has revealed itself to us and make sure that we respond accordingly. At times fear will stop you from reaching your potential. There are things that God has placed inside of you. And maybe at times you receive the word, the prophetic word from someone over the years. And God has, and the person has said that you are going to do this. Or you have this gift or you have this ability. And then you look at yourself and you think, really? Even though that this has been said about you, you're still doubting. You're still thinking, I don't really, I, I'm not too sure, I don't really think. That's fear that's stopping you. Because you are doubting what God has said about you. God wants us to have a mindset that is tenacious. Tenacious means that you, you, gra you grab hold of something, you don't let go. That's how God wants us to have a mindset for when it comes to the things that he has placed on your heart. And the only guarantee for us stopping or for, for uh, failure is when we stop trying. And I want to encourage you, church, whatever it is that God has put on your heart to do, don't stop trying. Continue. Continue. I know many of us here have family members. We have loved ones that maybe over the years we've been speaking to them about them getting saved. And we don't see any fruit. We don't see as though anything has happened. Continue. Speak to them. Pray with them. Ask God to bring people their way. It may not necessarily be you speaking to them, but God can bring people in their workplace, their neighbors, doesn't matter who. But if we continue to pray, and continue to be deliberate in trying to, uh, to present them before God for them to be saved. One day, one day they will give their heart to the Lord. But we have to continue and we have to press on. Amen? Again, I've got something else when I'm preparing this word. I want to read, read this. And this, this what I'm going to share is, is this typical battle between our own flesh and God's spirit that's inside of us. And we go through this battle every single day. There's the Holy Spirit on one side and then there's the enemy and our flesh and our own desires on one side. And there's this constant battle back and forth. And I want to just quickly share this, this um, what I found. This is this. It says, in each of us, there is a lesser self, which is your flesh, and there's a greater self, which is your spirit. And they are both struggling for supremacy. Your lesser self says, not enough people believe in me. 
I'll never make it. Your greater self says, my faith is in God. And my faith in God and in myself is enough. And I can make it. Your lesser self says, it's taking too long to realize the things on my heart. But your greater self says, dreams are realized one day at a time. Your lesser self says, enough is enough. I've taken too many hits. I've had enough. But your greater self says, I've come too far to give up now. Your lesser self says, I don't have enough strength to hold on to the things that I want to do. But your greater self says, hold on for a little longer. The darkest hour is just before the dawn. Amen. Let me read this. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 says this. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Endurance is so important. I said already, giving up at times seems to be the most attractive option. Some say it's the easy option, but it's not always the easy option. It's not always the easy, easy option. And sometimes giving up is the harder option. It just depends what the situation is. But nevertheless, giving up is the option that God does not want you to take. He wants you to keep on and endure. Just as the scripture says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Run with endurance. One thing about endurance is that endurance involves wisdom. If you are running or in a situation, ask God to give you wisdom. When you're watching athletics, anyone has watched athletics, the person that's running 10,000 meters or, or a marathon, are they sprinting like a mad person for, for the whole journey? No, because wisdom says that they need to preserve their energy so that when they get to the final lap or the final laps, they can then sprint uh, and, and in, in an effort to win the race. But they don't run off and blow their energy straight away. Wisdom and endurance, they are linked. Another thing is this, do not allow, allow what's going on around you to sabotage what God wants to do within you. It's interesting because circumstances and things happening around us have a way of, of discouraging us. They have a way of causing us to almost lose focus. Just one word from somebody that maybe you look up to can turn you from being so enthusiastic and, and, and uh, uh, energetic to having no confidence whatsoever. You know, you see it happening at work. Maybe your boss says something to you. And the thing that they've said in, in a negative way can almost crush people's confidence. I've seen it happen before. So there's something within us that has to be above and beyond what those around us may say or do. And especially those who are our loved ones. At times where we have conflicts in our family, it's because of the hurtful things that at times that maybe have been said or been done by those close to us, people that we don't expect to do something, but they've done it. 
But does it mean that we should give up on them because they've said those things? Does it mean that we should give up on them because they have behaved in a certain way? No. But we keep on. We carry on. In Isaiah 40, verse 1 and 2, I paraphrase, it says, Comfort my people. Tell them they have suffered long enough and their sins are now forgiven. And he went on to say this in Isaiah chapter 4. Is it chapter 4? I've misplaced the chapter, but it's in Isaiah, I think it's chapter 14, verse 4 to 5. It says, the hills will become a plain, and the rough country will be made smooth. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see. The Lord himself has promised this. If you have seen a hill before, the hill represents challenges, battles, etc. But the Lord himself is saying through the prophet Isaiah that he will make any hill that you are facing plain. He will make it plain for you, smooth. And it said, then the glory of the Lord will be seen and revealed and all people will see it. So in your life, as you continue and you press on concerning the things of God, you may not, at times, you may not see what God is going to do. But as you trust him and you allow him to, to keep you and you allow the Lord to keep you to be persevered and you remain to have endurance, he will ensure that the rough areas of your life will be plain and will be smooth. So right now I claim that promise for you. I want us to, I want us to pray before I close. And I want you right now just to, in your mind, speak to the Lord about three things that have come to your mind that I've been sharing. Three things that you know that you're believing the Lord for that haven't happened yet. It could be healing for someone or yourself. It could be salvation of family members. It could be something financially. But whatever it is that you know you've been believing the Lord for a long time and it has yet to happen. I want you to commit those things to the Lord's hands right now. And pray that the Lord will give you the grace, the endurance, and the perseverance to continue to press on, to not give up. The enemy has been whispering in our ears for too long to do your own thing. To have a plan B. There's no plan B when it comes to the things of God. The Bible says that we should trust in the Lord of all our heart and lean not on our own understanding. In all his ways, acknowledge him and he will direct our path. So Father, I bring your church, your people before you this morning. Lord, you see the different areas in our hearts, things that we have been believing you for that have yet to come to pass. Father, you know why. And we leave the why to you. But I pray for us this morning that you will help us to endure, help us to persevere, Remove every spirit of the enemy that has tempted us to give up. Where we have said to ourselves, forget it, I'm not going to bother anymore. Where mentally we have been tired to the point of 
just calling it quits. Father, I pray that you will cause your people to have a fresh touch, a fresh invigor to continue to persevere in the name of Jesus. Father, touch your people, we pray. I thank you in the name of Jesus.